Yes. Okay, so I know Nick Cannon um, from all that. Were you? Are you too young for all that? Wait, was Nick Cannon in all that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't. Wait, even... wait. No, I... Hold on, I feel like he was. I, mean, I, I know Nick was on Nickelodeon. He was, like, yeah, from Nick. What was he on on Nick? Gang. Nick yeah. Cannon. Nick. But I don't think he was in all that. If anyone who's also very familiar with Nick Cannon's career, if they want to comment. Okay, yes. Okay, people, this is what's really funny. Tasha and I, like, know nothing about Nick Cannon. So this is so random, but both of us felt called to explore his chart. Um, Tasha just explained she saw him in the news in that headline. But I, like, recently, because he had his 12th or child or 13th child, I was explaining to my mom... Um, just that I was so fascinated with him because my mom loves Mariah Carey's Christmas song. Like all December, I mean, we listen to that song. I don't get it, but I also get it. I guess multiple times a day. It's a lot. <laughs> so we're gonna actually also one. I guess we're gonna just like do a high level on Nick Cannon, um, and then we're gonna actually go into him and Mariah's sinistry because. It's so funny. I did not realize that Mariah was his only marriage in the in, in his entire like sequence of relationships, which is really interesting. And it also coincided with some like really really um, significant transits, if you will. So we thought that would be kind of cool to investigate. Um, but first, do you have any comments, Emma? Like anything strike you about Nick Cannon's chart that you're like, oh my god, what? Okay, so that's actually what was fascinating about his chart was when I looked at it, nothing actually seemed that sp special, for lack of a better word. I mean, like, we're all special snowflakes, we're all different, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's not like you see all of these things that are like, whoa, that person's going to be a star or a business mogul or, you know, like you look at Snoop Dogg's chart and it's like, okay, I see it all. Um, yeah, with Nick Cannon, we see it all, but it's not so blatant. Like you kind of have to know the story and then understand like where it's coming from and how, because some of them are a bit unusual, and he has some contradictory, um, mm -hmm. like, energies as well that um, are interesting. And again, it's interesting because we don't really know him that intimately, so it's it's not like with the Housewives where we have, like, so much background and, like, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, what about you? What, what was your first take on his chart? Okay, so immediately... So usually when, like when I look at a chart, um, I kind of look at like which houses are getting emphasized based on, you know, how many planets are there, if there's like significance to the karma, the story. And Nick Cannon's chart is wild because the real sort of important pieces to his karmic puzzle are his fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh houses, which literally is house of home, house of children, and, you know, creative expression, um, house of service house of responsibility and then house of partnerships so like that emphasis in his chart and his south node is actually in the 10th house 
So like reputation, career, it's on his midheaven too. So it's literally in the most prominent part of his chart. Um, it's just so funny. And he's also just to backtrack a Libra sun and Libra moon. He was literally born on a new moon in Libra at the same exact like 16 degrees Libra. Um, and he's also a Gemini rising. And I guess if you've like listened to the show, you kind of know that you kind of know how I feel about Libra men, LOL, no offense, but you know, <laughs> it's just too literal at this point, you know, <laughs> it's just too literal. Um, and he has Jupiter, that planet of abundance and like excess and magnification, compounding, all that good stuff in his fifth house of children. So like off the bat, I'm like, 12 kids, yeah, yeah, that literally checks out with this chart, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, um, you know, it's really funny because for some reason I wasn't even making the association with the fifth house and all of his placements there and the abundance of children, like, duh. Um, that's There's just like so many things to look at. It's really interesting. Another thing was I, I pulled up his human design chart and I'll like get to some of the specifics later, but he actually has some like similarities with Lisa Rinna. Like they're both Gemini Wait, risings, but they also both, oh, okay. So I guess I'll just get to this now because it doesn't really have any like, the meaning isn't there. It's just kind of ironic. So his incarnation cross, which in human design is kind of like your destiny. Um, yeah, it's called the right angle cross of penetration, which has nothing oh to do with procreation. God, it's not penetration. But yes, it was just like so funny. But anyway, Lisa Rinna also has that. Erica Jane also has that. It's about like shaking things up and like... Um, the dynamicism, dynamic duo-ness. Yes, exactly. So I feel like he would fit in perfectly with them, actually. <laughs> mm, very interesting. Very yes. Interesting. I was going to say, I think Erica also actually has like, well, no, she has opposing nodal structures. Erica Jane has her north node in Aquarius, um, and I think her south node in Leo. But Nick Cannon's, as we said earlier, south node is in Aquarius on his midheaven in the 10th house, which means that his north node, his destiny, his future, his sort of nodal karmic, like this is where I should hopefully be headed in my life if I'm in alignment, is in the fourth house, which is in Leo. Um, and you and I were actually talking earlier, you had like such a cute point about, I think like Leo and pride and family. Yeah, yeah, and I always think about, I make this association because my brother's a Leo rising and, um, He's like got tattoos of like lions and like the pride, his family. My brother also has like a bunch of kids that he's like popped out quick where his wife has popped out quickly. But um, it, like the pride is in the family, like the pride being the lion's family is something that is like of such great importance. Um, so with the North Node in Leo, I feel like that in the fourth house, um, that urge to like create your pride, especially since when we think about how lions mate, um, like the head lion, the alpha lion impregnates a lot of the females in the pack. So like, again, it's interesting that he's kind of like spreading his seed around in that very animalistic way. <laughs> It's so interesting and so on brand because obviously Mercury and Taurus, um, Mercury retrograde and Taurus, all the animal analogies coming to life. Which yeah. Way, did you see Jared Leto's uh, cat suit? <laughs> yeah, that was that, ridiculous. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, but 
animals coming out to play. Um, but another note on that Leo energy, all that Libra energy you were just talking about, he also has his Saturn in Libra, um, his Pluto in Libra. He also has his Juno and Lilith in Libra, um, two asteroids. So all of those in his fifth house on top of his Jupiter and Virgo kind of make him operate very Leo-like as well. So it really adds to that narrative of the ego, of how he views himself, um, how he takes pride in himself. Uh, yeah, really fascinating stuff. Yeah, and also when we're thinking about the nodes, so like the north nodes in um, Leo, but the south nodes inherently in Aquarius. Oh my God, my brain is so slow today. Um, so in, in Aquarius in his 10th house. So it's interesting that like his public perception is one of him being like a little different, a little odd, like his relationships being viewed by the public as not the norm it's like more of a polygamous polyamorous situation um interesting yeah because he keeps yeah. going back to the same women it's like he'll have a baby with someone then he'll go have a baby with someone else but then a few years later like that same person will have a baby with him i like have a i literally have the timeline of like all the kids oh and who God. birthed it, them it, it was hard for me to break it down in wikipedia i was like the it's not linear. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like when we think about um, Venus in the fourth, it's like this very loyal, loving energy, but also kind of flirtatious, like a very just like emotionally expressive person. Um but like the Venus is all, it's like about values, right? So like your values are with family and it's answering to um Venus and Virgo is answering to his Mercury in Scorpio which is like like this deep deep bond and his Mars is also in Scorpio Mars representing the man so like being just like having these like deep long lasting relationships where you're the man where you're providing for your family your values are your home um yeah yeah it's just like it's very interesting <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think I was reading an article with his latest, um, not the latest, but the mother of his latest child, I forget her name, unfortunately, but she's also a DJ, and I think that's how, like, they met on the circuit. Brittany um, Bell? She, was that it? No, no, I think it started with an A. Alyssa Scott? Abby De La Rosa. <laughs> that was a few babies back. Okay. <laughs> He, she actually feels really like jealous um, if you know he's like with some of the other ladies I guess uh, and she was talking about basically like it's okay people don't necessarily understand this polyamorous relationship um, but we're making it work and we're like you know she kind of like expressed like how thrilled or she was like pretty cool with this arrangement so it, go, it just goes to show right like something interesting about an Aquarius 10th house which I just realized this because like obviously if you're a whole sign you know it would naturally be like Pisces as your 10th house but because we're looking at Placidus we kind of do get this outsider coloring even um, because Aquarius is the sign of the outsider people don't people can't really figure you out maybe you're perceived as quirky um, 
especially, you know, you have Saturn basically on your most public facing part of your chart. And where is his Saturn? In Libra. And so basically he's getting kind of like a reputational hit around how he chooses to view his sense of commitment in relationships. Hmm. Yeah. Which kind of wild that it's obviously like reflected so accurately um, in the chart as well. Yeah. Yeah. And like also when we think about it, you know, especially when we're thinking about public perception, right? You hear about someone having all these children and our first thought is, well, like you can't be taking care of all of them, but he is from what we know. Um, You know, like it really seems like he's there in ways that he's expected to be from what I've read at least. Um, And like we see that in the chart so many times or over whether it's the venus in virgo in the fourth or the north node in leo because again like that's about providing like there's so many placements about providing for your family providing for the other um taking care of people and it's interesting because in his human design chart um he actually has the gate of sexuality, gate 59. And this is actually, this is that procreation energy, right? Like this is all about having, like spreading your seed, continuing, like spreading your genes, making sure they continue. But he has the full channel. This is what defines his emotional authority. So this is the channel of intimacy, also known as the channel of mating. So again, this is like embedded into how he connects with other people and how he like makes decisions this is what defines his authority um and this channel is all about like yes having babies but then the other side of that that gate six is about providing for them and like making sure you're able to give back to what you've created um so yeah And then when we look at like in astrology, all these placements being in the fifth house, as you pointed out in uh, like about children in Libra, that's about balance and harmony. And like, it seems like he's really been able to find that in his family setup in his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is very interesting. You know, he also has Neptune um, in the seventh Neptune. We've talked about this on the show a few times. Neptune is this planet of blurred boundaries in this case, let's say, because I think, you know, and this is blurred boundaries based on conventional um, viewing of society, right? Like the seventh house is about one-on-one partnerships. So I guess you can argue Neptune in the seventh house, there's sort of a blurred boundary sense of what one-on-one relationships mean. Um, But again, ultimately, you know, it is a house about trust. It is a house about learning to be discerning about your trust. And I do wonder, you know, ultimately, actually not wonder, but you, as you said, it's kind of the same sort of um, group of women and, you know, it's a tight-knit family. So ultimately, you really do see this sense of trust in this community, and even if it might not necessarily look conventional to uh, social constructions of normal relationships, quote-unquote, but it kind of just seems supportive of that equilibrium balance or that sense of being able to exist in like a team environment like that yeah and it's interesting you mentioned the word trust because again when we think of that channel of mating that channel of intimacy it's all about creating these like deep long-lasting bonds with another and of course like as we've said it applies to like physical procreation but it also applies to 
any type of interaction, right? So like business interactions. And we see that the he has long-standing relationships with networks, with shows even wilding out it like went away it got picked back up like people it's still going on it's, it's still going on he says extremely um questionable things in the media and he's reprimanded but then he comes back like he this this channel has allowed him to create these bonds and it just like these are never these bonds will never leave like again it's that mars in um scorpio it's just like this deep 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 connection exactly yeah. yeah it is i mean it is also very interesting you know you talked about like the uh comments that he made not necessarily you know we're not going to necessarily comment on you know right or wrong in that situation but what we are going to do is actually what's interesting was saturn was going through his 10th house um transit wise in his chart and again as we said before saturn you know going over his south node in aquarius it's a very reputational thing. So obviously during that period in 2020, um, big hit to the reputation. And you can really kind of see that when Saturn moves through your first house and your 10th house. What is one last thing you want, would want to say just about Nick standalone before we jump into Nick and Mariah? Oh my God. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, yes. All right, so... I think the one thing I'll say, like, if I were to sum him up by looking at his chart, I see super creative and smart, mm -hmm. super personable, good at working connections, and that's how he create like created this empire. Whether it's like his familial empire, his business empire, he's smart, he's creative, he's super fucking charismatic, and he has like these long lasting bonds. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I say. Yeah, I think the last thing I would say is to your point earlier, you know how when you're like, oh, when you look at the chart, you're like, oh, this isn't necessarily off the bat might look like it belongs to someone super, you know, celeb-like or famous. But the reality is clearly there's so much more to it. And it's how you work with the energies in your chart. You know, obviously with all that buildup in his fifth house, being a creative sort of entertainment type of savant. Like uh, I think earlier in his earlier days, he said he wanted to be an entertainment mogul. And I think he really is accomplishing it in his own way. I mean, he's been a host for eternity. Um, his Saturn rules over his ninth house, which is his personal beliefs, how he views the world. You can kind of see that provider as mentality, but also that entrepreneur real type of, I want to be this mogul. Um, but then you also have, you know, Jupiter, that's confidence, that abundance. And wherever Jupiter is in your chart, you know, is where you should really believe in yourself, really take ownership of that domain because opportunities will beckon and it's really moments to prove to yourself. Um, so, and I think he's just, he's doing just that, like very, very spot on. Um, but so obviously... The only marriage he's ever had is with Mariah Carey. Now, Mariah's got a really interesting chart on her own. I mean, she's she's a Taurus rising. She's got a shit ton of Aries placements. She, a lot of, actually a 12th house stellium. Let me like pull up her chart proper before we just switch over to the synastry. But yeah, she has literally her sun in Aries, her Chiron in Aries, her Venus conjunct her Saturn in Aries. 
all in that 12th house on top of her north node. So really powerful. She also, as I said, is a Taurus rising um, and she's a Cancer moon. Also, you know who's a Cancer moon? Taylor Swift. Um, really great <laughs> songwriter, really, really, you know, emotion from the heart. Um, it's just, it's very interesting that Venus and Saturn um, in Aries, but was there anything that struck you about Mariah's and then maybe about this industry at first glance that you had? Yeah, you know, I didn't even look at her chart standalone um, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I just knew that that would be its own rabbit hole. Oh yeah, that's like, that has to be its own rabbit hole. Yeah, but synastry wise, what I thought was really interesting was a lot of, a lot of their placements were, and this is something we've talked about on the podcast before, how like you specifically have told me um, that like the next sign in the zodiac is kind of like a corrective energy for the preceding sign. And I noticed like a fair number of their placements kind of have that like one is one sign further than the other. Mm-hmm. So it's like really, you know, when you think about it, they have 11 years age difference between them. And especially when they were got together, he was quite young, you know? Well, I think, wasn't he in his twenties? So actually really interesting. Yeah. Um, they got together so when I say they got together and got married, like it's basically literally like a six month time frame, like they or it's actually even less than that. It was maybe like a two three month time frame. Nick Cannon was actually going through his progressed lunar return, so he was like about twenty seven, twenty eight. I would say twenty eight actually. I just did the math. He was twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. That's when he got married to Mariah Carey. Hell of a loop, progressed lunar return. Um, was he going through a Saturn return as well? So the progressed lunar return, actually, that's like a really good uh, educational segue. It usually precedes the Saturn return. Mm. So you get your Saturn return at 28, you know, 29, 30. Your progressed lunar return happens at 27. Um, And what is the progressed lunar return? Obviously, you know, everyone has their natal moon, which describes your emotions, how you feel, your safety net. Um, Your progressed moon kind of describes your mood every couple of years, your evolving mood if you will, evolving heart, evolving sort of compass. Um, And, you know, when you kind of make your way through the entire zodiac, which is your lunar return, essentially, you kind of get a flavoring for every mood attitude and it kind of embarks or it precedes your Saturn return very much from an internal manifestation standpoint. So like whatever you're kind of thinking about or trying to accomplish with that sense of adventure, what have you at that age is going to set the tone for the Saturn return. Um, And of course, in his Saturn return, he had his kids with Mariah. So you can see how they're so obviously connected. And usually it's a connection that a lot of people also um, have, I would say, in their life. You know, the progressed lunars, like maybe when you get married and Saturn return, when you have kids, you can definitely see that dynamic play out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm just, like, looking at his... I'm, I, like, literally wrote out his timeline. I feel like I should have read that off at the beginning so that we have, like, a context okay, what's for the, which to they, speak they have, they have the context. They have the context. All right. Well, this is, like... This, pretend that we did this at the beginning, everybody. Um, first of all, he was born in 1980, mainly raised by his grandfather. He was in a gang in the 90s. Uh, he grew up in the projects in San Diego, but left the gangs after... The gang life after one of his friends was murdered. So I thought it was really interesting that it's like he had this, um, like a death that kind of shook him out of that. 
Um, he was in a rap group that opened up for 98 Degrees, Will Smith, LFO, like all these people. Also, I did check. He was on all that. He was on um, like all these Nick shows. He was on King yeah. Hell as like a guest. You know, he was like all those Nick people are just like passed around from show to show. He was signed to Jive Records in 2001, but then in 2005 started his own label. Married Mariah Carey in 2008. That's where we are right now. They had their children, their twins, in 2011. Mm-hmm. April 30th, as you mentioned before, that a lot of the stuff that was going on with them happens around April 30th. <laughs> yeah, very significant month. Obviously, it's a super significant month um, for Mariah also, I feel like, in her chart. Well, that's not like Aries, but she is a Taurus rising. So, like, you know, anytime your big three is associated with the season, I think you generally, like there's some more significance or some more heightened activity or, you know, what have you. Um, but that season happens to play a bigger role in your chart. And for her, obviously, Taurus, um, it's April 30th date, so significant. Yeah, you know what I thought was interesting, speaking of Taurus, so her ascendant is in Taurus, as you just said. Um, his Chiron is conjunct her ascendant. And when we think about Chiron and Taurus, we're thinking about like a wound around like security or material items being like a fear that these things will be taken away from. Mariah? Her Chiron? His Chiron is on her ascendant. Oh, 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 I missed that. So sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. I think we dropped for a second because you froze. Um, Yes, so like this wound around especially like growing up not having a lot and then having Mm -hmm. something that fear of it being taken away again so all this to say i think it's interesting that he the one woman he married was someone who's like so much more accomplished than him so much more um she's the one that's able to provide like yes he's providing but she's like providing um like (laughs) he fumbled right just (laughs) Yeah. What were you saying earlier about how, like, they might, like, getting back together? Um, oh, yeah. So I read this thing where it was, like, I can't remember if it was her perspective or his perspective, most likely his perspective, I feel like. Um, basically, he just never felt like he could ever find... Oh, no, Emma. Oh, oh my God. No, I'm here. I'm sorry. I was just taking a bong rip. Nick Cannon knew when to step back when he needed to. 
which I don't necessarily know if, you know, I guess it's so Libran of him, right? Like always being willing to maybe recalibrate the scales. Um, hmm. And with, you know, an ego, it's like, oh, let me share the spotlight. And, you know, it's okay. This is Mariah Carey. Um, so that opposition was like really, really, really jarring or like striking to me. Yeah. You know, I just noticed um, there. Okay. So basically what we're looking at right now for those uh, listening are, are we Nick Cannon's rating for his birth time is a double A, which is the best you can get. So we have his birth chart as our main one, and then we both have Mariah Carey, who has a less accurate, she's got a B rating. It's not bad, but it's not as great. We have her chart laid onto his. So when we're looking at it this way, we see um, both of their Marses are in the other's seventh house of partnership. So, um, his Mars in Scorpio is falling in her seventh house and her Mars in Sagittarius is falling in his seventh house. So yeah. I do think that that's also an interesting, just little bond that they have. For sure. And there was one thing that really struck me too, and I think it's so emblematic in their charts as well, but I think Mariah said like, at the time that they were getting married, they both knew what they needed from each other in the relationship. They were so okay with this being like this romantic fever dream. Um, like their souls really connected that way, but they also knew that they were gonna cut it off when like duty and obligation and like real life called basically and interfered mm. with this like dream that they had and how like having children was such a force of nature propelling them towards marriage. It is very interesting, Mariah's south node in Libra is in Nick Cannon's fifth house mm. as well on his Saturn, on his, you know, commitment in the fifth house. Um, and it's interesting with the fifth house too, you know, like it's a house of short-term affairs. It's not necessarily relationships that are going to extend or last the test of time and maybe they evolve into that, but that version of a relationship they're always going to be meant to just be short, relatively speaking. Almost around just understand what lessons are being introduced to you via this person. And then we can move on with our curiosity and like really work at, you know, committing. But again, people can grow. People can do all these things. It's just very interesting for South Node again in that house of children in his chart. They've done this dance before. Yeah, yeah. But also you have... Um his Jupiter opposing her North node. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's also and interesting. It's like, she's like, he's helping her propel her towards her destiny, her purpose, like maybe at, as a mother. Um, and at the same time, I think you had mentioned before when we were speaking, like a lot of his placements are falling in her 11th house or no, her placements yes. are falling in his 11th house. So again, it's like, he wasn't, he was like a Nickelodeon celebrity, an MTV celebrity. He married Mariah and he was a celebrity um, wearing $2 million shoes on TV. Mm. Yeah. Very, yeah, it is. It's also very um, interesting that <laughs> Mariah and Nick both have Neptune in the seven. 
So, like, both of them, again, maybe, like, she's, like, somewhere deep in my mind, and maybe this is me being, like, over-romantic at heart, in my cold Scorpio rising heart, but, like, I feel like if this wasn't gonna work out for Nick, Nick did not want to ever jeopardize his relationship with Mariah, just because of the fantastical element surrounding, when I say fantastical, like, literally like fairy tale romance type of energy i mean like i don't know if you remember like the proposals were so crazy like the vow renewals every year were so crazy um it is interesting though that i do recall let me see i'm like what did i write down i wrote down some notes about like transits that mm. nick cannon was going through around the separation um oh yeah his progressed moon. So like that internal compass that we just spoke about that, like um, where your heart is that had just switched over internally for him, like in the months leading up during the separation and like leading up to the divorce into Capricorn, um, a more serious, a more depressive, like, I think he was maybe battling a lot of his own shit ultimately. And I think Mariah is also written like, if we could have worked out our egos around careers and things like that, I think, you know, there would have been like a different story for us. Um, and for him, there was just this like break for independence almost, I feel like. Um, his progress Mars was also on his Neptune. So it's like progress Mars and Sag, it's like this evolving need to, this wandering lust, this like exploration, seeking inspiration. Um, you know, I guess it, it's not, it potentially is not easy probably being married to like one of the greats of all time. Like your ego really has to be um, toned down a certain way or at least an understanding of, you know, social status, but not necessarily any indication of who you are as a person. Um, so, you know, in some way, I do really feel like they could have worked. Like they really... I guess not within the confines of regular society. <laughs> yeah. Which is what they're kind of doing right now. I wonder what their relationship is like now. I know nothing about it. Um, I think they're co-parenting really well and they've like stayed friends. So, mm. um, I know she's like gotten more spiritual. I know um, she like invokes her spirituality. She invokes her surrender a lot. And you can definitely see that with all... Um, all those like 12 house placements um 12 house placement can be so aries um can be you know it's not so aries can be so piscean um that's transcendence and so she's basically like whenever i when i saw that aries in the 12th house all those placements it literally made me think of oh my gosh was that song hero from hers um i don't know you know hero oh my gosh not the enrique iglesias song but like she has like a song hero where it was like the hero lies in you and like it's so emblematic of that 12th house for her you know like Aries in you there's a hero line within you and you really feel that um you just gotta look inside and I'm like oh my god Mariah's like so spiritual <laughs> it like really came through in the chart um what is what explains his ego having all the kids did I miss that earlier um yes let's actually yeah, I don't even think it's his ego. As yeah, we did talk about that earlier. I mean, if well, Leo in general is always gonna have some ego tied to it. Well, I'll also say like because of all his Libra placements in 
the fifth house. Yeah. Um, the fifth house is so much about ego enrichment, not in a bad way, but just in a in a way that actually makes you feel comfortable with your vulnerability, you know, um, in a way that like, oh, I feel healthy enough to state my boundaries because I know my worth type of ego, not like a an overt sense of narcissism. Even if, you know, it could maybe border into narcissism because Jupiter is there and when you have Jupiter and, you know, the fifth house can be about excess as well and how you mitigate that excess. He does have Saturn there. Um, so it is going to always be that tightrope balancing act for his boundaries around his ego and what he's willing to push and pull in a relationship. Yeah, but devil's advocate and again like I wish you and I like knew his personality better even just like in the celebrity realm um but like Libras are classic people pleasers classically not good at setting those boundaries then when you add Venus in Virgo and the North Node in Leo could go either way, but in the fourth mm-hmm. house, again, it's like about the other. It's about providing. It's about like creating this family. You mentioned uh, Aquarius in the tenth, like that outsider perspective. So wanting that home life to feel so nurturing, so comfortable. Again, those bonds that are like long lasting. Um, that Taurus Chiron, that wound around. Things being taken away, security, like your house, your home, your family, your relationships, um, resources being like that relationship with the other. So yeah, I don't, I'm sure, I'm sure there's like ego tied in some way, but like, I don't know that the having kids is like, oh, I need to like spread Nick Cannon around so much as like, I'm creating these really beautiful bonds with these women. And like, this is a beautiful thing that we can bring into Mm -hmm. this world together. You know, he did say, um, with the, with his last child, the birth of his last child that, um, you know, he's looking to bring more like love into the world. Although I did read that that was the, that was it. Like that was, he's not planning on having any more kids after, planning no idea but in a very freaking you know coinkydink moment because we all love you know there's no such thing as coincidences in astrology and life i hope you all know that by now but it's crazy because we are going currently into aries libra this eclipse cycle the switching of the nodes over um july but we are coming into our last scorpio eclipse um this coming Friday. So again, if energy feels intense, it's because it is. And if you can take care of yourself, please do. Um, but that basically was the same setup for when Nick Cannon and Mariah that led into their divorce. And it will be hitting both of their sons, both of their Saturns. Saturn's about commitment. It's a big relationship planet. It's like often tied to marriage um that could be interesting i'm like obviously you know it kind of was interesting obviously like mariah's name got brought up you know very recently um and because they are they have such significant aries libra placements as you mentioned like one's in libra stellium one's in aries stellium like kind of wild um i do wonder what this eclipse cycle could bring i don't know i mean not to say like they weren't gonna get back together or anything but like Maybe their relationship will evolve in a different way. Their relationship's definitely going to evolve in a different way. Um, And, you know, it was already very shocking when 
they got together, like, it took everyone by surprise, I'm, you know, you never know what can happen, I feel like, um, with their charts, but, no, I think this, I think that was sort of, like, the, what we wanted to go for, rough, high level. A little quick and dirty. Yeah, a little quick Nick Cannon chit-chat. Yes, and also, if, you know, obviously this is, like, an official recording capacity, but, you know, if you know us, you've been in our DMs, you've engaged with us, we're always, always open to talking about, you know, anything astrology, I've gotten, like, you know, we fielded some chart questions, too, so always happy to be an extra resource as you know you all get to know more about astrology or just want to chat bravo absolutely absolutely but this was fun we'll do it again soon to join i'm so sorry about the sound retrograde life and i love you all we'll be back with a new oc bonus episode um coming up and then we'll be back to regular scheduled programming and then you know hopefully figure everything out so much content so much fitness but love you all Take care. Bye.